Welcome back to Entertainment Talk. Today I'm here to do another video game review. This one is going to be for my first PlayStation 5 video game review, so a bit of a uh, historical moment. Uh, this is going to be my review for Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart from One Insomniac Games, who've uh, done some good things over the last couple of years and look like they've got a very good future under the roof of PlayStation. Uh, I'm your host Matthew, and yes, this is my must-play, not must-see, of course you play video games, uh, must-play review for Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart. I'm going to keep things spoiler-free. I liked the story, thought it was great, but I don't feel the need to sort of dig into everything and, uh, and all that kind of stuff. Um, but for me, Ratchet and Clank is a bit more of a gameplay-focused game. I thought the story was great, still. I, st I still enjoyed all the multi-dimensional things in the game but I mainly want to focus on just my um my main thoughts uh on the game so yes must play review uh really really enjoyed my time with this um got a little bit emotional at certain points as well because Ratchet and Clank mean a lot to me as characters and I grew up watching my dad play them play, play the games on uh, on PlayStation 2 just the same way that you know with the PlayStation history um, I used to watch him play uh, Crash Bandicoot on the PlayStation 1, so, uh, you know, time went on, obviously the PlayStation 2 came out, Ratchet & Clank games started getting made, and uh, the rest is history. I did, like, dip into them when I was younger myself, but I, I never quite sort of played them properly because I was, you know, a kid. Um, but uh, now is, is, is my time to start playing Ratchet & Clank games, I suppose. I did play the... Um, remaster of the 20 i think it's the 2016 remaster of the first game i did very much enjoy that as well uh that was that was a great way to, for for me to you know step into ratchet and clank myself and uh, experience at least the first game uh for myself and uh the two the interesting two differences for me is ratchet and clank are my action platformer characters you know they've got the big guns and all, all these different crazy weapons and everything which i'll talk about here shortly um and crash bandicoot's always just been my my platformer character but ratchet and clank are sort of the action platformer characters because yeah crash bandicoot can attack enemies in certain ways but he doesn't have these massive sort of like crazy guns and everything that, that ratchet does but um yeah still love them both anyway love both characters or all three of them because ratchet and clank and then crash bandicoot but anyway um i thought this was a great time i really really did um and uh, I enjoyed using lots of the different weapons. That's like a big part of Ratchet and Clank is collecting the weapons and finding new ones, seeing what they can do. Um, and then, of course, as you get f further and further into the game, you get more and more stuff. You get more enemies thrown at you, but then you have more things to use uh, later on in the games. And I tell you what, th that last sort of hour section of the game where you're just getting enemies thrown at you, but you've got so many weapons to use... Um, was just so much fun. Um, I also really, really enjoyed the platforming on this game. I think it's some of the the best that's that's out there. And I'm really glad that with Crash Bandicoot 4, the, it, which clearly took some, um, you know, uh, inspiration from Ratchet and Clank with the whole rail grinding thing and everything. But uh, of course, with this um, Ratchet and Clank game, you get to use the rifts. You press the L1 button when there's little like the, the yellow circle things, and you pull yourself towards those. You can either use that to to do the normal platforming, or to pull over to one of them to flank an enemy. I thought that was a really really great addition. And games like these, so games like Crash Bandicoot and Ratchet and Clank, can really be fundamentally changed from and changed in a really exciting way from having things 
so simple as as those kinds of things. I mentioned like some of the Crash Bandicoot four examples on my review for that game uh, all the way back then. I'll put my Crash Bandicoot four review in the in the show notes just in case some of you are curious about my thoughts on uh, on that. But um, yeah, some great like classic Ratchet and Clank platforming with the rail grinding and of course the slingshot thing. And uh, there's like a I think it's a newer version where you can sort of like literally slingshot yourself over because there's the other ones that are more sort of just like uh you, you swing on them normally uh like the rope swinging type of stuff but obviously with your your metal um slingshot that you've got um or your grapple sorry uh and then like combining that with certain action set pieces was great and obviously you'd have to jump left and right at certain points to avoid things just just very very good classic ratchet and clank but having these like dimensional elements into it which Crash Bandicoot 4 has also got um I thought was really really interesting and really exciting we're in kind of an era of that now like you've had the Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse films you had the Crash Bandicoot 4 that used that Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart that used that uh the MCU's doing stuff obviously with rifts and whatever else with the multiverse so um it's all it's all uh going pretty good with um with all of that so just in an overall gameplay sense I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed playing this game. It got a little bit hectic at certain points, but that's always been Ratchet and Clank. Ratchet and Clank is always like over the top kind of action, but in in the best ways possible. Uh, I want to talk about uh, before I talk about the characters, because obviously we've got two new characters with uh, Rivet and uh, Kit. I want to get into uh, some of my favourite weapons. Um, the weapon I used the most and loved the most was the um, electricity gun. I can't remember the specific names of all of the guns, but. Uh, the reason I really, really love that gun is if you're a bit overwhelmed in certain spots, which um, you can be towards the end of the game. So the idea of that is it's the electric, electricity sort of gun. You can shock your enemies with it. And I remember getting into certain spots at the end, towards the end of the game and in the middle of the game as well, where there would be enemies after enemies after enemies. And you could literally stand in front of the enemies and go from left to right, keep shooting and shooting and shooting... And basically what this gun will do is it will electrocute the enemy when you shoot them. But then if you start shooting all the others, not only will it electrocute all of them, but it will like, you'll have these tether parts of the electricity that will like um, string them together. Which I, and like the noises that they, they, they make, I found really, really funny. Um and you can actually like completely interrupt an enemy's attack. I even noticed in some of the boss fights or some of like the mini boss fights that um you can completely stop an enemy from attacking, which I found really really interesting because there wasn't really another weapon on the game that could do that. I mean maybe with the little bombs that you can get, you can sort of knock certain enemies over, but they can still get back and up and attack you. Um, but I, I found that to be my favourite weapon, my go-to, is it, it was a shame sometimes when I ran out of ammo, but, um, yeah, that was, that was great, and you could just, you'd just see, like, loads of electricity all over the place, and it would just, like, <laughs> it would, uh, shock all the enemies, uh, and, uh, yeah, that was, I, I really, really enjoyed using that weapon, um, because what I tend to do, my tactic towards the end of the game was use the little enemies, so, like, the glove of doom i think it was called and the fungi little things i'd throw all of them out so i'd have like backup around me and then um i'd use those to take out some of the little enemies that i didn't want to 
bother with, like some of the ones that can be one hit with the wrench kind of thing. And then I'd just focus on the bigger enemies and I'd start just loading them with electricity and like the rockets and the, the main blast gun and everything like that. Um and that was that was pretty pretty fun to do. Um obviously you'd you'd run out of things eventually and you'd have to try and uh do it again. But that was that was really, really fun. I found that personally to be a really um fun tactic to do. Uh, and then I'd like use the lock on rockets and everything and and that was great and you you'd see that happening. Uh so yeah, those are some of my favourite weapons to use. I, I liked things like the, the cold block things and the where you could turn your enemies into like a garden bush. That those were kinda good to like just stop enemies, but those weren't my go to kind of things. I liked the uh, disc shooters towards the end, like the blade things that you could shoot. Uh, those are pretty good. Um, I really liked using the shotgun. When you get to a certain point where you can shoot four shots at once, you I just would get myself right up into an enemy's face, and like I, w- I would throw myself in the middle of battle and then just like really start offloading with the the shotgun. And that was really really effective. So that was that was uh, awesome to use. But um, yeah, just that electric gun was was so cool to use. Uh, what else was there? Um, yeah, it should tie that into uh, my, my I guess my first experience of haptic feedback. Um, so there will be certain uh, things that you would do in the game, basically, and it's either through the adaptive triggers that, that would have like different stages to them, different ways that you can press triggers, um, and then uh, like if you're rail grinding, you can kind of feel it on the controller. Uh, when a character is typing something, you can feel that on the controller. And you'll never be able to explain haptic feedback to somebody who hasn't used it because it's one of them things where you do need to really use a haptic feedback controller to understand what that's like. Um, because even over the last year or so, when obviously the PlayStation 5 had been out uh, and I'd had it explained to me of like, oh, you can feel yourself doing these attacks and it'd be like, okay, well, I don't know what that... F- it's great that you can explain that, but you don't really know what it feels like until you actually use it. So, um, because really what it is, is just vibrations in the controller, but done in a specific, in specific tones, in specific strengths, and like, it's all, it's in like the whole controller, so it wouldn't just be like, um, a normal controller vibration, which just, which is just one standard tone of a vibration, really, it would be like, you'd feel like different senses of vibrations and stuff, and that was, uh, really really great um and as i as i've been saying for a long long time i don't care about games that you look beautiful or gorgeous or games that like oh look how good the graphics are i care about features in games and making and games that help me to feel more immersed through features and through um immersion in that way this is exactly what i've been talking about and um i did say these i have been saying these things before the playstation 5 came out of like I want more interactivity in games because literally the one of the big differences in media between TV and film which you just you click on an episode or you click on a film and you watch it obviously got wildly different experiences but the the thing that differentiates differentiates sorry video games so much is the fact that you've got a controller in your hand and you're interacting with the experience and having this haptic feedback thing of like the interactive experience in that way was incredible and um yeah it's uh it, it it's it's what i want from from the future of video games and if sony's going to be able to find a way to combine like playstation vr 2 with haptic feedback and 3d audio 
you, you've potentially got something really, really special on your hands, um, as opposed to just, oh, look how cool this scenery looks. Like, you, you know what I mean? It's, it just doesn't, It yeah, anyway, I won't talk too much about, like, why graphics don't impress me. Um, but this is the thing I've talk, been talking about, about, like, interactivity with games, being able to do different things in games, um, and literally putting those features into a controller, or I'm feeling the haptic feedback, the actual feedback of, like, what I'm doing, and there'll be certain weapons and stuff that you'd use, or certain things that you'd do, and you'll be like, oh, I can, like, feel that in the controller, and it would just make me feel a bit more immersed, so, um, I mean, I'm gonna be playing Returnal next, and I'm very curious to see how that works. I'm expecting it much more with first-party games for Sony, because games like a Call of Duty, or an Assassin's Creed, or anything like that, I'm not really expecting third-party games to do it quite so much. Um, but with first-party games, I'm certainly expecting that a bit more, because you can um, close your development to one console, or maybe the PS4, if you wanted to. Uh, so that's kind of more of what I want in the future. But I, I thought that was great. I thought it, it was a game-changing experience, really. And I, I don't know how many of you follow me on Facebook or whatever, but I, I said on Facebook a week or so ago when I started playing this game, I would very much easily play games at like 1080p or even 720p if it meant that every game I played that had those level of graphics, which are considered poorer level of graphics, um, if all those games had haptic feedback, I'd easily take that. Very, very easily. I mean, certain games have got, like, art styles and, you know, a bit more animated, those kind of things. Obviously, you've got different looking games out there, but I really loved what Ratchet did with this. And, um, yeah, most weapons felt different, and you've got different senses of vibrations and stuff. Um, and, again, it's... I can't really explain it properly until you actually try it out yourselves. So, uh, but I'm, I'm feel, I feel lucky that I've been able to, to experience that, because... Some people won't be able to for a while, either because they can't get a PS5, literally because of availability or, or you know, other reasons and things. So, um, but hey, this game gave me more of what I've been asking for from video games, so that, uh, that's awesome. Hi there, and thanks very much for listening. Today I'm here to tell you about our two different affiliate links, the first of which is our Amazon affiliate link. That's where you can shop on Amazon, we can get a small cut of what you spend, but... It won't cost you anything extra. So whether you're get, getting a gift for somebody else or treating yourself or maybe both depending on the occasion. We can get a small cut of what you spend but it won't cost you extra. You can find the link to our Amazon affiliate link in your show notes. The second affiliate link for today is our Kualu affiliate link. If you want to get started with a website and a domain name of your choice, you can simply sign up with Kualu using the link in the show notes. They also have a live chat support system that's in the bottom right hand corner as well. So if you need help with getting set up, Kualu will be able to help you with that as well. The links for both of these can be found in your show notes for Kualu and the Amazon affiliate link. If you would like to get the ad-free versions of Entertainment Talks podcast and support us along the way, you can simply sign up over on our Patreon page. You can sign up either as a creator or as a patron. There's no difference there for the time being. And you can get your ad-free podcast over there. It's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also support Entertainment Talk on Patreon at the $3 level tier. This gets you a chance to request a review from us 
of your favourite TV show or film, but it's one per month, so one TV show or film review per month. It's up to you which one you want to choose. We will watch a few episodes of the TV show that you choose, or of course if it's a film, we'll just watch that film and we will review that for you on that month. And then when it gets to the next month, you can request a new TV show or a film review of your choice. That's $3 level tier. That does also, of course, include your ad-free podcasts for the month as well. Thank you very much for listening and enjoy the rest of the show. Let's move on to kind of the last section, talk about characters. So, of course, we've got Ratchet and Clank themselves returning, the title characters. And we've got two new characters, which is Rivet and uh, Kit, who are kind of... um, She's not... Well, she is a female Longbax, and obviously Ratchet is a male Longbax. One of the biggest concerns, in quotes, coming out of, like, the reveal of this game was, oh, is she just going to be a female Ratchet and not really have her own personality and that kind of stuff? No, she has, like, entirely her own different backstory. She is a, is a different character. Um, she's not just, like, some sort of female clone of, of Ratchet. And I was invested in the character's story. I thought that she was great. Um, not entirely that much different to players, and one thing I really liked actually is when you buy a gun as Ratchet or as Rivet, when you cross over to play as the other one, you keep the same weapons, which I thought was actually really quite smart. Um, she's got some differences, like, you know, Kit is, is a bit different to Ratchet, which was great. Obviously, Kit is kind of a female alternative to Clank, but again, even those two characters are very sort of different, got different backstories, that kind of thing, so... That was great. I thought the screen time between the two was um, shared really, really well. I don't know like exact screen time differences, but I thought that was shown off really good. Ratchet came into the story when he should have, and Rivet did in, in her own way as well. Certain scenes, obviously certain cutscenes, does have them together, uh, which was great. Um, I thought uh, in the story having, you know, because obviously the plot of the game... Uh, Clank gets lost at the start and Rivet finds him and that's where you start at which has been revealed in the trailer anyway from a long time ago um but like seeing them swapped over in a way of like having Rivet spend some time with Clank I thought worked out great and they can kind of talk about um you know Clank talks about Ratchet and you know they talk about meeting the Lumbaxes and all that kind of other thing and uh, one of um, Ratchet's concerns as to like will the other Lombaxes like me that kind of stuff I thought was was great as well so all of that worked out really really well and uh, I can't wait to see because I'm guessing we're probably going to get another game after this um, I'm guessing she's Rivet's probably going to stay in the story as well as as as, as well as Kit um, which is which is good and um, I, I don't know if I'd necessarily go for like a Rivet solo game because I think if you're going to do any Ratchet game, you might as well just have both of them in there, because I, I mean, vice versa, I wouldn't want to see a solo Ratchet game or a solo Rivet game, really. I mean, I'd, I'd try them out, you know, if they, if they, if they were good or whatnot, and I trust Insomniac to do that, but I wouldn't see a reason to do that, really. Um, especially as like when they're in their own solo sections, anyway, at certain points in this game. So, because um, I wouldn't want to go back to like a solo ratchet game necessarily i think you know rivet's inclusion in the story was great um and neither of them really stole the spotlight from the other one um i thought the screen time was balanced really well i thought they were both interesting characters all four of them i think have you know some pretty good chemistry together clank got his sort of like robotic sarcastic comedy which i thought was great as well 
Uh, so that was good. Um, but no, all, all good, really. All good. I've not really got many complaints that I can think of. I thought the game was maybe a little bit too long. Maybe by like a couple of hours. Maybe. If, if I'm thinking of things I didn't like about the game. It was maybe a little bit too long. Um... But there's not really like a solid complaint I have. I'm more just thinking of things I maybe didn't like. Um, but this is a great return for Ratchet and Clank. It really, really is. And um, Insomniac did what I've been asking other companies to do, which is do a test the waters kind of thing. You know, the PlayStation 4 was out. They wanted to go back to Ratchet and Clank. They remastered the first game. You know, it went to 2016. A lot of people gravitated towards that game. Uh, it brought new people in, it brought returning people in, that was my first, like, proper solo attempt at, at Ratchet, um, and that was great, and then they obviously saw the success of that game, um, and, uh, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it's, it's good that Ratchet's back, um, because he's part of, like, the later part of my childhood, I suppose, and it's just, uh, it's really, really good that Ratchet's back, so I'm, uh, I'm glad about that as well. But yeah, that's, that's pretty much my thoughts. I really had a great time with this game. I think the new character inclusions were great. I thought the weapons were really fun to use, especially the electric gun. I thought that was great. <laughs> and a uh, great multi-dimensional story. Great use of like the um, combining the rift things with the platforming and everything. Like the classic Ratchet platforming. This is still very much keeping the core of what Ratchet is, but just giving it new fun additions. Which is exactly what Crash Bandicoot 4 did for that franchise. So I'm really glad to have like both of these characters back um as well so that's uh that's really really good uh anyway for those of you that uh, have or haven't played ratchet and clank uh maybe you do or don't have a playstation 5 i don't know uh but if you have or haven't played the game do you have more interest to play it now if you did play it before uh do you agree with what i said did you dislike it more than me did you like it more than me what did what was your favorite gun to use i'm very curious about other people's favorite guns mine was obviously the electric gun which i thought was great uh what was your least favorite weapon to use i don't really didn't really have a least favorite weapon the neutron collider thing whatever it was called the the beam gun i thought was like okay that was like a last resort kind of gun for me uh regardless let me know what you think of ratchet and clank rift apart your thoughts feelings questions comments whatever you've got to matthew at entertainmenttalk.org twitter etalk uk there's a contact page and information in your show notes also if you're looking on the website version of this episode uh, you can scroll down a little bit you'll see a big email box uh, you can put your email and a message in there there's also a clickable email name that you can use as well Alright, that's it for Ratchet & Clank. Um, in the meantime, you can find uh, everything else that we do on entertainmenttalk.org. TV, video games, fil- films, Manchester United podcasts, so take a look out for those. Uh, if you want to support Entertainment Talk on the podcast, you can simply uh, head over there, listen to more things that we've done. You can also tell other people about our content, tell them where to find it and you know, what we do and where they can find it. Uh, social media, you can spread the word around on there as well. Uh, Patre- Patreon... <clears throat> Patreon, $1, $3 level tiers, ad-free podcast. For review options, take a look at that as well if you'd like to. Uh, for all those options, for your TV and your film, TV and your film news, David's got you covered over on geektown.co.uk and uh, Geektown Radio. Those post on Tuesdays, so look out for those. <clears throat> That's for your TV and your film news. Bex is still streaming pretty much daily over on Twitch, Trista, B-Y-T-E-S, go and give her a follow over there. You can also follow me on Twitch as well, eTalkUK, for my different gaming streams. For all those things as well. If you've missed any of those and the Call of Duty clips, you can find them archived later on YouTube as well. Entertainment Talk Plays. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next time. Goodbye. <laughs>